This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 382. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode, this bonus episode, dropping out your feeds on Sunday, I am bringing you something a little bit special, bringing you back a guest. I'll be joined after the first break with my good buddy Boz, who is my quasi-reporter on the ground for all things Fright Fest south of the border. He um, was recently on doing his review of Fright Fest London back in, well, that would have ran in August. And Fright Fest put on an event in October, which is their Halloween event. And Boz went to that, so he will be giving us his opinions and many reviews of the movies that played at that festival. So that will be coming up after the first break. Before we get to that, as always, let's recap, ladies and gents, what is going down under the stairs? It has been a kind of funky week, if I do say so myself. I started off on Monday with the second episode in the brand new Dexter New Blood season. On Thursday, you got a very special episode indeed. I reviewed uh, the now-released Black Friday horror comedy review. And that was available in cinemas, or theatres as they call them in America, uh, this Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, and will be available on demand on VOD as of this coming Tuesday. So yeah, if you want to check that one out, it's got Bruce Campbell in it, then please do. And then check out my review as well, because that review also contained an interview with the legendary special effects creator, Robert Kurtzman. So that was your Thursday episode. Obviously today is your Fright Fest Halloween review featuring myself and Boz and next week we keep it rolling starting on Monday coming your way tomorrow when we do the third episode in New Blood by Dexter on Thursday it's a movie club with listener reviews you have to get them into me no later than Wednesday next week for them to count on the episode and then on Sunday 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 we turn our attention to the 37th episode of my Arrow video assortment covering Robocop, arguably one of my favourite movies ever fucking made. So that is your lineup there on the Teapots Collective, peeps. Uh, you are getting plenty of stuff. In fact, tonight you're getting a brand new episode of Doing the Nasty, where myself and Mark Ball sit down and discuss The Last Hunter and Inseminoid. And this coming Friday, that's Friday the 26th for those keeping count, you get the season premiere, season four premiere of Chronicle. It's a short one because I'm giving you an intro as to what season four will be covering and how you, that's right, you, the listeners out there, can be a part of it. So yeah, that is your lineup there for that. Can be any easier. That's what you call keeping the ball a rolling, ladies and gents. 
So we're going to take a short break just now. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. When I return, I'm joined with Boz for his review of Fright Fest Halloween. Coming right up, right after this. Hello? Hello, who is this? Who are you trying to reach? I don't know. Um, I think you've got the wrong number. Do I? I'm going to hang up. Wait, don't hang up. What's that noise? Popcorn? You're making popcorn. Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn when I listen to podcasts. I'm about to listen to a podcast. Oh, really? Which one? Probably the podcast on Haunted Hill. Is that the one with the two guys with the beards? Uh, yeah, Dan and Gav. Most episodes, they look at two different horror movies. Each episode, they look at a world of a strange, where they look at weird things from around the world. Sometimes, they even do special episodes where they look at different genres or directors' discographies and talk about them. Do you have a boyfriend? Maybe. So where can I find the podcast on Haunted Hill? Well, you can go to legionpodcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, or just go into iTunes and search for the podcast on Haunted Hill. So, are you going to ask me out? And welcome back, ladies and gents. So we are recapping with our raving reporter, emphasis on the raving reporter, man on the ground, guy in the know, finger on the pulse of Fright Fest cinema. Um, for those out there that don't know yet, I know what you're thinking, Duncan didn't Fright Fest just happen. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It happened in August. But in October, they come back with a, a, a smaller extravaganza, probably on par movie-wise with the amount of movies that do the Glasgow run, uh, and they do it around Halloween time. But once again, it's down in the bills of England in a place that I won't go to. So I need I need people on the ground, and my intrepid reporter, the phenomenally talented Boz, is joining me. How's it going? <laughs> They're never going to believe that, but you can say it. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be back. I'm still squatting. He still hasn't kicked me out. I, I will never kick you. I, I could never bring myself to kick you. I'm a, I, I like a charity piece. So. I do miss my horror podcasting, so it's lovely that you have me to, to waffle when I get a chance. I love it, yeah, though. So. You're busy. Like You're always busy doing something, but you somehow manage to squeeze in the time to go and do another Fright Fest, like a month after the previous one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Halloween's normally the easy one because it's one day, but they snuck it up to two. Yeah. There's a lot to catch up on with films coming out, I guess, and we're not going to complain. Yep. Uh, I did have, you know, I live somewhere slightly different, so it's a bit of a shame because I had to get a train out of London at the end of it all, which meant mm-hmm. I missed the last movie. But that's because they packed him in. It was Yeah. I, I mean, busy. That's, that's like my understanding of the the kind of the mini festival was always that the, the you know they grab some titles they pack them in one day it's a one day extravaganza you get and get out so I, w- I was surprised that they did it over two days not because you know like the festival itself like hasn't had a proper run until really this year because last year was pretty much a write-off but mostly mm. because like i know there are films in the wings waiting to come out um and i know there's a lot of things running the festival circuit at the moment but I kind of thought to myself, will they have enough for Glasgow next year? <laughs> like Glasgow's <laughs> in March. It's not that far yeah. away. And, you know, to be doing a two-day event here, either we're going to get doublers um, or they mm. just really have that much content they're sitting on to get through. So, and what an eclectic bag of movies. Just like reading <laughs> the synopsis of them. Some looked great. Some looked 
less than great. And uh, well, at least one title got me giddy because it's from a director that you know I fucking love. So um, I, I, I'm genuinely curious. What was the, what was the atmosphere like? Because obviously you mentioned that at the, the proper Fright Fest, like the month before, some of the regulars were still a bit wary about getting back in the cinema. Was it, was it fairly packed or was it, was it kind of half full? I, you know, I don't even know if it was half full. Yeah, it, like, a lot of reticence to do it still. It surprised me really, considering when you step outside the doors into Leicester Square, yeah, and you can't move for nutters. <laughs> um, it, it was like, yeah, it really surprised me. More people didn't come, but it made it really nice and kind of intimate. And yeah. because a lot of the you know the repeat offenders are there, it's always lovely to see everyone. Uh, for those who actually, if, for those who haven't seen it, there is a documentary. I believe it's on Amazon Prime in the UK, um, and it's the Fright Fest yeah. story. It was the documentary of Fright Fest, and really that talks about how it's kind of family nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this is just an excuse for us all to see each other several times a year. Um, and <laughs> in past years, it's been a bit like Alan Jones just isn't there at, ha- yeah. at the Halloween one because it was one day. I was like, oh, he's. He's too good to be here. Uh, <laughs> so in that case, he listens. But no, he was he was all over this one. He was straight in there, and we were on the front row, which is always a mistake with a screen that big. But mm-hmm. it is nice to be at the front of the Q and A's and all that kind of stuff. And Alan several times just came over and hung out with us, and we had a chat, and um, he told us which films to avoid. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> but he would generally slag off Paul's choices, I and mean, that's just the way it goes. That's that's what he does. <laughs> right, but well, it was just really nice and intimate. Well, well, let's let's swing into it then. Let's 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 get the skivvy on on what actually happened because, like I say, I looked at the list of movies, and there were a few on here that because the last I'll be honest with you, the last couple of Halloween ones I've looked at the list of movies and been like, eh. Um, this time around, there's at least two or three on here that either the poster artwork was like, oh, this looks like it could be interesting, or just the synopsis is like. Yeah, and there's one film on here I got a screener for last year, so I have seen it. Um, ah, excellent. And I will be, I, I'm almost 100% sure you didn't like it, um, and I, I did like it. So, okay. um, so we'll see when we get to it. We so, shall see. Yeah, we will. Uh, so let's start off at the beginning. Uh, what was the first movie that you saw at the Halloween Fright Fest? So that would have been the Friday night. Um, yeah. The Seed. The Seed. Um, Right. Yeah. So first time director, he's done shorts and um, I think adverts or something before. So it was his first feature length shot in Malta. Oh, right. Um, and it was a hellish shoot. And all he went on about is how hellish the shoot was. <laughs> um, and I'll get to, I'll get to more of him later because it's brilliant. But um, the setup is his three girls go to this lovely house that they're sort of renting and they're 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 into. Grammo Tico types um, yep. who are just looking to do social media stuff, and the the real diva of the bunch is a fucking nightmare, and you're just like, please die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then a weird thing lands in the swimming pool, and shit goes south from there. there there's some really, it's a really weird concept, mm. but I'm cutting it a load of slack because it was so different in that respect. Yeah. As for whether it was well done or not, <laughs> some of it, some of it, not so much. There was some fun, practical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some bits that made me chuckle. Uh, it's sort of nice and violent towards the end. Um, 
One of my friends made a comment I just can't repeat in public, um, oh, yeah. and it's a spoiler <laughs> as well, but I would love to tell you off air, or if you ever watch this movie, I'll tell you what he said, but mm -hmm. that was the funniest moment of the weekend for me. I nearly coughed up a lung laughing. <laughs> um, but <laughs> unfortunately, that didn't come from the film directly. Oh, but, right, yeah. but, so we sort of finished, we were all like, okay, that, that was the thing that happened. And then the director came in for a Q&A, and people asked him, like, you know, so, how was it directing your first feature length? It was like, kind of hellish. Not sure oh, I'd do it again. Oh, Very stressful. No. And he was, but he was really funny with it. And yeah. he won around the whole room. We all loved him by the end because his answers were so funny. He was like, yeah, that was shit. I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we had fun, but like, <laughs> yeah, shooting in Malta, they're using fake blood and stuff. And there's just flies collecting all the actors' faces and then, you know, stuff like that, you know. All the horror stories you hear about horror mm. stories. So, um, yeah, it, it's nothing to write home about. I, I'd give it probably two and a half stars on your scale. Right, right, I've got um, you. Because <laughs> it, it's not quite middle of the road. It doesn't quite get that far, which is yeah, possibly harsh. But yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm looking. Really. I'm looking here. It's yeah, it's all it's all short videos that he's done beforehand. Mm. So, and it may yeah. be short videos moving forward. So. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got a visual style that, you know, maybe with better budget and cast, um, he would do a better job. But uh, like, if I'd made a first effort like that, I wouldn't be too disappointed, I don't yeah. think. Because, you know, a feature length is a, is a far cry from doing a short. Oh, I've gotcha. seen the blood, sweat and tears that goes into a short. I can only imagine. So. All right. Yeah. So that was the seed. Um, continue mm. on. What, what did you what, what did thine eyes partake after the seed? Um, interestingly titled Barbarians. Oh, right. <laughs> which I was very disappointed. There were no uh, furry loincloths or <laughs> bastard swords or or warrior maidens in it. Um, basically, um, it's... I'm shit with names, as you know. This is famous for me. Uh, the guy who plays Ramsay Bolton in Game of Thrones. Yes, Ewan uh, uh, Ruin. I think that's, yeah, that's a name I'd never yeah. remember. Um, he plays the lead in this um, with a pretty good supporting cast, actually. Um, and it's about a property developer um, turning this old family farmhouse into a new development. Right. And it's near sort of a ritualistic site, a bit Stonehenge-y, and there's some hippies there and whatever going on. And there's a sculpture involved. And there's there's a few good through threads of all, of all that kind of stuff going on. But basically, I, what I boiled it down to, is a bit like watching a Ben Wheatley movie smashed together with a clockwork orange. Oh, you're um, selling this hard to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's got that sort of brooding tension, that, that those uncomfortable conversation, the tight one shots on the, on the faces as you see reactions drop. And then it goes, it just takes a twist in the middle, which is kind of delightful. Mm -hmm. um, you you're not sure what they're going to do with it. I mean, I would I classify like outside of this festival? I'm not sure I'd classify it a horror movie. I yeah. can see why it's in this, why it was presented to us, because we will be the most appreciative audience for a film like this. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's sort of a drama thriller, really. Um, but on the whole, I really fucking enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's so really uncomfortable at points. So this is directed by uh, Charles Dorfman and. It looks like this is his debut, but the dude's list of what he's produced is quite staggering. Everything from the King's Speech um, through to oh, wow. Satanic Panic, VFW, mm. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't mention um, that. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, the rabbit yeah, remake, the the fanatic. <laughs> oh, right. the Fred Durst movie. Oh man, like did <laughs> and you... I avoided. I avoided. <laughs> Dude, you have to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> so good. That is that is a that is a movie which is like I don't know. I think it's, it's borderline genius. <laughs> will it make me want to break stuff? No, it, it won't. But you will never forget John Travolta's performance in it. You know, you remember? Maybe, remember, maybe I should look it up. Yeah, remember like. like just, just remember, like John Travolta at one point was maybe the most sought-after actor in Hollywood, and now he is playing a mentally handicapped character in a Fred Durst movie. <laughs> and if that doesn't make you want to watch, I don't know what will. Devin Sawa's in it as well, and Devin Sawa's great. Um, so okay. yeah, you uh, may I, have convinced me. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't think it's weird. It's, I, I I struggled to recommend it, but when it finished, I was like, I actually think that was really good. And everyone, the internet's telling me it's not. But uh, right, so I, I mean, there's enough in here to get me interested. And it's just a case now of counting down to when I can actually see it because you know what it's mm. like. Although British, uh, kind of good British cast here. You would like yeah, yeah. to think. I, I... Not I expect good distribution for this one, and mm. I recommend it. I honestly do. I, I'd give this probably about four stars before the, in context oh, of the weekend. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's definitely up there for me. Right, so that's um, barbarian. So we'll keep we an eye out for it. that. Uh, where did you go next? Ah, uh, the next one was was the film I love to hate the most. Uh, no, I, I I I loved it because you know I love things that are a bit shit sometimes, and. <laughs> Is this the this, is, is this the possessed by any chance? Because that has the possessed. worst fucking cover I've seen in a movie that's come out in twenty. So accurate. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's it's based on a true story, but the the the, the cover artwork looks like the sort of graphics that you got in the in the you know, in the what was the name of the like the the game show for kids. Um, is it, it wasn't Nightmare. Uh, the the one where they had to put on the, the horned helmet. The helmet. Yeah, yeah, Nightmare. Was it Nightmare? Yeah, that's what yeah. it looks like. It looks like one of the CGI from the yeah, early brilliant. 90s shitty TV nightmare things. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so they give you this whole setup at the beginning about this is based on a guy that they actually, the guy who wrote the script actually knows this guy, has interviewed him as pictures of him at the end like the warrens from the from the um, uh conjuring series you know all that kind of stuff so and this guy extracts evil spirits from people and they've got film of him doing it so our mate mick from wolf creek gets yeah, the I, role i was about to say and, this is this is from the director of boar and boar is yeah. great yes i love boar <laughs> um that you can see where that tra that where that is in the movie because oh, right. <laughs> There's 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 proper full you know me show me the monster don't yep. be cryptic and leave it in the fucking lighthouse top and not show me what the fuck it is. Um, we get full <laughs> demons in full costume, smoke and lights and everything. Very specific grape you've got there. <laughs> Fifth best horror movie the deck. Fuck off. Sorry, you're all I, wrong. Anyway, I told you that being part of that series means that you will ultimately left would be left unhappy it happens every year like the rest i could swallow you know but that one just stuck in my craw just sorry no 
Stop it. Just because A24 put it out. Anyway, right. Um, <laughs> so, but basically, um, so these videos, this guy, when he's... I, I wish you had... I want to put the video on to show you this. But no, uh, you'll see it. You're going to have to watch this, right? So <laughs> when he's ex extracting an evil spirit, he puts his hand out above the person, palm down. Mm -hmm. And if you imagine, he wiggles thumb up, little finger down. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. All the way up and down their body like this. It looks like he's concentrating. And um, we all came out of there. Just if anybody was a bit angry, we just wave our hand at them like this. Because <laughs> he does it a lot in this movie. Um, so, but I, I was quite pleased with my little review line. He said he's ripping the evil out of people instead of evilly ripping the guts out of them. Um, <laughs> so he's the good guy, which is a little bit... His performance as a good guy is not good. Okay, because he's maybe <laughs> one of the most infamous horror villains of... The, like the last 25 years yeah which he's amazing at so yeah. he plays an asshole really well <laughs> if you ask him to be the good guy it's like he's been acting three weeks oh, <laughs> i don't <no>. know why <laughs> it's not a good performance no in fact at halfway through i was like i was trying to work out why it was jarring with me so much and i realized i'm watching a movie but my brain thinks i'm watching neighbors yeah the script was like a neighbor's script. The performances were like performances from neighbors. Um, and even the way it was shot was a little bit like that. Like, I'd love it if that was intentional. Mm -hmm. um, but then once he sort of sucks the evil out of somebody, it then sort of manifests in these amazing full prosthetic costumes. And I'm like, that's really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> and you sort of end up loving it at the end for how preposterous and a bit naff it is. I mean, like the the top review on IMDb is ten out of ten. Uh, a great horror movie and a great Aussie film. Had a blast watching this movie. Plenty of suspense, comedy, and all the good things you want in an Aussie horror flick. Great use of practical effects and a cast of new and established actors. Wow! Well, how much like, they stop were paid? <laughs> My word. Oh dear. This review no. has been paid for by <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but as the last movie of the day, you know, the one that plays you out late, yeah. it needs to be silly, it needs to be over the top, and it was. And we had a giggle with it, we really did. And the more we did the hand thing, the funnier we found it. So Yeah. <laughs> right. Well let's uh, <laughs> let's let's keep the good times a rolling. So you, you that's Friday done. So you're stretching your, your legs out, you're coming back on the Saturday. What's your first movie on the Saturday? Well, you know me and how I don't love a documentary. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's basically, uh, it was Pennywise, the story of it. And it's about the miniseries, which yeah. we all have a soft spot for. Mm -hmm. And mainly we have a soft spot for Tim Curry. Yes. They got really good access to Tim Curry. Uh, what broke my fucking heart is he was lined up to be there that day with this oh, movie. Oh, God. That was going to be a big surprise, big secret. He was going to come in and I was on the front fucking row. Yeah. I'd probably just thrown myself over the railing, landed at his feet and gone, I'm not worthy. I don't know. Um, but unfortunately, his ill health got yeah. the better of him and mm. didn't happen. Crushed. Yeah. It was like, it would have been better if you just didn't tell me that was the idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... Like saying, son, you're 18 now and you're a man. It's your 18th birthday. We were going to buy you a car, but we yeah. couldn't afford it. Here's a pen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fucking tell me. So, um, yeah. It, I was going to say my review is, it, it's a documentary about the miniseries. And it does that. It does that. Yeah. See, I mean, there's a, I what else know. do you say? Yeah. I, 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 you know, there's a, 
I don't. I'm, like, I'm the guy that everyone right now is going to be like that. Oh, Duncan, j just have some joy in your life and stop being a miserable prick. But I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I understand where there's. I understand like the Lost Souls documentary, right? Where they follow Richard Stanley and like the the fucking horrible production that was the Island of Doctor Moreau. I understand that because the story mm. behind it is so preposterous and so over the top there's a story yeah. there what i don't understand is this poncho right now for releasing what would be a special feature on a blu-ray you know what yes, i mean it's like an it, yeah. elongated special feature on a blu-ray nowadays and we're getting them non-stop now like in the last like two we started years, glasgow didn't it with yeah. the blair witch one which was longer than the movie yeah which is just nuts i don't understand <laughs> and we're getting a lot and, and and a lot of them are now at first you were getting them for more like interesting titles but now it is purely nostalgic titles that they're doing them. yeah whether it's like wolfman's got nards um mm. You know, for uh, Monster Squad, they did one for people Friday loved that, though, well. didn't they? Yeah, but like, I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is like, oh, they're talking to the casting crew. That's great. Oh, and they're telling you how they <laughs> shot the movie. That's great." Um, but like, at no point was I thinking, "Well, this is like completely unknown knowledge," and oh, I didn't realize that. Like, none of that's there. So mm. out with like catching up with people. And conventions have kind of done that as well. Now you get those convention panels where they get like a, a, a vast throng of the cast and crew that were involved in a, a movie and bring them together for Q and A. So I I just don't understand <laughs> the need for these things when, like I say, like I have it mini series Blu-ray right there, <laughs> and on it I'm sure there's a making of feature it. It's member I, berries, Duncan. It's member it, berries. It totally fucking is, man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Maybe Pennywise, maybe. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 like, it's literally what it, like, and it's like, we're, like you were awash with it. And the sad thing yeah. about it is, I do think there are really interesting movies, productions, and and documentaries that could be made on hmm. different aspects of the genre that I think are lost because this one will do gangbusters. Because yeah. there is a lot of people that will want to see people talk about the movie. And that's and just that's people want to see now Tim Curry talk about yeah. his memories of it yeah, as well, which you know because we all have a soft spot for him. And oh God, yeah, yeah, that Tim, was Tim, nice. But... Yeah, I mean that's the like, like just give me that then. Like, do, yeah. do, do I want to see the rest of the cast? No, mm -hmm. <laughs> like really don't. But I mean, uh, the blessed relief was these are the guys who did Leviathan, which was what four hours long. Oh God, yes. And they were, they, they were joking, yeah, we learned a lesson from that. We listened to your feedback. This one's only like an hour and 45 minutes long or something. I, only ever, I own that <laughs> Leviathan documentary and I watched it once. And I am a huge Hellraiser fan. Mm. Uh, like, massive. And I have only ever got through it once. To put that into context, uh, like, Crystal Lake Memories, which is like a huge documentary, or Never Sleep Again, the Nightmare on Elm Street ones. Mm. Easily, both of them, well over the four-hour mark. Um, I can watch them loads because there's loads of installments of those and it takes you through them all leviathan doesn't like I, we're not talking about like cenobite ninjas and that we're focusing on like like the early early entries and we're spending four hours doing that which is fucking madness mm -hmm. madness yeah mm. right so yeah i mean 
I don't know if it gets a score even. It's a documentary. Did what said on the tin. Give it as many stars as you like. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and, and apparently it's, it's making its way out beginning of December. So people will be able to check it out. Whatever platform it lands on. Um, that, that sort of thing feels to me like it's prime for a Shudder release. But you never know. You never know. There are things. people who love docos. They're going to like it. It's, it's yeah. well done. Yeah. It is well done. It's well put together. well edited. It does say, I, got, I cannot criticise it. Right. So, there you go. <laughs> right. So documentaries aside... So that was your only documentary. Um, where did you go next? Next was um, a thriller. <laughs> Last oh, Survivors. Right. Yeah, well, this one, even from the artwork, like I looked at the artwork and I was like, that thriller. <laughs> like, like yep. you can just tell. <laughs> nothing about it screamed to me horror. So, yeah, it's got right here sci fi thriller. So I'm, I'm interested on the old sci fi element. Yeah, I can't tell you that because it will spoil it. But oh, the, right. um... <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I'm still here. I'm still here. You have me cackling. Oh, sorry. No, it just disappeared. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> it's got Alicia Silverstone, isn't it? She's slowly making a comeback. Slowly. Because yeah. she was in that... Because I hadn't seen her in forever, but she was in Killing of a Sacred Deer. And The Lodge. Which obviously I was... On the lodge, yeah. yeah. And I was super both, late to the party on those, so. But both those performances are a bunk. Can you miss them? <laughs> like, yes. Like they're small, no, this small is, parts. And I, I, do you know what? I didn't really rate her in the killing. I know the performances were supposed to be a bit weird in that movie. but yeah. Hers didn't sell to me. I, it felt like she wasn't quite getting it. Yeah. And I was a bit. And it didn't remove her enough from the clueless role. I don't think. <laughs> um, and and in this one, she's a lot less clueless. She's That's actually, good. One, one of the brains of the piece and it's actually from her a really good performance mm -hmm. um so it it's a bit sweet tooth i don't know if you've got around to watching that or not i definitely need to because someone told me I, that has been on netflix for ages and then someone only recently after i moaned that there wasn't enough jim mickle material out there went well he did that whole thing on netflix yeah like, that was me that was you yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like what the fuck <laughs> So, no, yeah. I still haven't got around to it yet. I will. Oh, okay, well, right. Over Christmas, I've got loads of time off over Christmas, and that's when I binge things. I should have. Okay. So, it's basically um, shit's going south in the world. Things aren't good. Dad takes son, runs off to the woods, raises him in the woods. A bit Hannah style, if you yep. watch that. Yeah, I love um, And then, you know, they, as, as ever any child pushing the boundaries, he starts to push the boundaries. Mm -hmm. So, the, you know, the setup's pretty well done. The way they've set up camp or whatever, but it really is just a thriller, a perfectly average, good, whatever thriller movie. There is nothing remarkable about it. It doesn't rewrite the book. It doesn't have a twist. It doesn't. It's 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 a flatline movie. Yeah, yeah. It starts and then it finishes. <laughs> and it's got Alicia Silverstone and it's got uh, oh, there's Stephen Moyers in it, who people will know from True Blood. Yes, he's Bill. very good. He's very good. He was there actually. Oh, was he? So, yeah, they did a Q&A, yeah. Uh, um, he's British, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I knew I hadn't made that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hence he, he was there, because I don't think they were flying anyone in for this one. Um, but, yeah, he's... Uh... <laughs> right, so... Oh, yeah, I mean, perfectly good performances. Can't can't fault any performance. The young lad, he's yeah. famous for other stuff that I don't know as well. Mm -hmm. um, he did perfectly well. It's perfectly well shot. Fair enough soundtrack set pieces whatever um someone will enjoy it but three stars for me. cool right um let's let's say uh, let's pick this up then where, where we're going next right um this one 
Uh oh. <laughs> oh <laughs> the innocence. Yeah, well, this the is innocence. like I told you there were a few ones that were like the 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 actual artwork got my attention. The artwork for this one, hundred percent, got my attention. Mm -hmm. um, as well, it should. The, the film will as well. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go. Um, I, I will. I will eat. I will eat some kind of sombrero uh, if you don't like this movie. Um, like, this, this is one where I think we're going to be on the same page, quite honestly. Oh, right. Um, now, initially, something horrible happens, which nearly had my uh, accompanying friend at the festival walk out, and he managed to stay through it. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he was glad he did, but it really pissed him off. Um, so it's just a you know trigger warning for animal lovers. Oh. Um, it, it's a bit tough at the beginning, um, but that sets a level of tension in this movie that steadily grows. It doesn't ramp up. It doesn't crescendo. It's just slow and steady, and mm -hmm. you don't realize it's happening, but you're steadily getting more and more tense as the movie goes on. Um, it... <sighs> I don't know how much I, I haven't read this because I don't read the synopsis. Yeah, I don't really know how much I can say without fucking this up for someone. A synopsis says um, during the bright Nordic summer, a group of children reveal their dark and mysterious powers when the adults aren't looking. In this original and gripping supernatural thriller, playtime takes a dangerous turn. Okay, yeah, so they spoil the fuck out of it. See, that is why is exactly why I don't read the synopsis before <laughs> I watch the movie. I'm so glad I didn't know that. Because the moment at which these powers are revealed, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because the movie is so normal. It's like a bleak... Like in the UK, it would be one of those high-rise tower blocks in a sort of neighborhood where you'd worry about your trainers, you know? Yeah. Um, it's that kind of setup. And the kids are young. Um, and yeah, just very subtly dropped in with no fanfare, no Hollywoodization. You just find out that there's something other happening to them. Yeah. And that slow build and the relationship between that, there's a girl who's severely autistic. She, her performance is incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's the relationship between these kids. It's, it's just heart rending and, um, yeah, just, I, I can't praise it enough, honestly. Oh, it, wow. Yeah. Go, so it's a, Norwegian as well. Mm, yeah. Yep. It is a full five-star movie for me. A full five-star, uh, right? Oh, so this it, one's it, on the map then. It's hard to make me feel that shitty. So when a movie does, I'm like, well done. <laughs> yeah, well done. Well done. <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs> yeah. Throwing them rosies, dead rosies, though, because it's made you feel shitty. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> right, so that's The Innocence. That's one definitely to keep our eyes on. No details here. Um, on I just don't want to spoil it for anyone. Available. Oh, sorry. Right, yeah, that either. <laughs> Uh, there's Sorry. absolutely no details on when it's becoming available, so I will Shit. keep my eyes peeled for that. Because some of the ones mm. from... I keep tagging you in things anytime someone mentions a movie that you mentioned on the previous uh, yeah. Fight thing. I'm like, oh yeah, boss has seen that. He said you should check that out. So I know mm. The Maid has made its way to Amazon. Um, oh, it has now? Good. Yes. Right, okay. So you can, you can, I think you can rent so it. So they too. lied. Whoever told... No, because actually to clarify that, somebody at the festival told me it was coming to Netflix... No. So somebody had been keyboard warrioring. There is a thing on Netflix called The Maid. It's yeah. a completely different fucking production. Yeah, so the, the, the one that you mentioned, wrong. specifically the <laughs> Korean one, um, is available on Amazon now. I think it's in yeah. Prime in the States, but you, it's like £3 here or something. We have to rent. 
Yeah, that's a bargain. Everybody yes, it's buy not, it. It's, like, it's on my list of things to watch um, before the end of the year for contention for the the, the end of year list. So, because uh, once again, I'm only like compounded not only from your review, but everyone else that's watched it now um, <laughs> yeah. has loved it. Like Dave Parker, who did the summer series, he's <laughs> raved about it since he saw it as he well. Did. So. Uh, yeah, so that is on the list. Right, so I the want to message the minute you finish it, whether it's three o'clock in the morning or not, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I won't do it, I won't do it, man. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like super excited. I, I, I genuinely can't wait. In fact, I'm, I'm off the end of this month uh, and mm. I'm gearing up. I'm doing at the moment um, a shitload of, because it's always prep, always prep. Um, a shitload <laughs> of prep for the big director's conversation that me, Bo, and Doug are doing on William Friedkin. So I'm oh, body wow. <laughs> and I've got like 27 Friedkin productions to watch. So I'm six into them just now and I've got like three weeks left. So uh, once I get then through that. Your top, 10, your top list for the end of the year. And yeah. Then, yeah, once I get through summer that, I'm series. Fine. I'm fine. Yeah, the summer series January. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> this is the light never stops. Uh, right, where did you go after The Innocents? Right, uh, Amulet. <laughs> this is the one I've seen. Ah, okay. <laughs> right, so, uh, I, I can almost guarantee that you didn't like this movie. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're choking on your laughter right now because I sorry. am right. <laughs> I do have a cough and a cold. Of, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's weird, wasn't it? Um, I, I, I mean, yes. Y- yes is the answer <laughs> to that question. I, I, my only, like, so I got a screener for this last year because it's been out in America oh, really? since last year. Yeah, I, I got a screener to review ages ago. Um, and I watched it as part of my 31 last October. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so I was, I just assumed that it had been out in the UK. So I was very surprised to see it hadn't been. And, um, you know, that was the first surprise. The second surprise for me is Imelda Staunton's in it. Who, yeah. like most people know from the Harry Potter movies now, as mm. the I can't remember the name of the 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 witch she plays, the, the all dressed in pink. Oh, and, don't ask me. Yeah, <laughs> she basically tortures kids in it. So like I know her as like a relatively evil character, but I've, like she's been in she's been in tons of productions. Um, yeah, so as she, one of my friends said, she's the person you get when you can't afford can't afford Dame Junie Dench. Pretty much, she is. She is like that. She's it's like harsh, but... she's. Uh, I, don't know, I was about to say she's like a pre-mark Dame Junie Dench, but that's worse. So I'll roll that back. So like she was <laughs> in it. So I knew I knew that much, and I liked. I really liked this, but this movie took a oh, long okay. time to get going. Like the last the last twenty minutes for me were like. Yeah, this is a Duncan movie, but like the first <laughs> hour was like, uh, right, we're at a nightclub, right, we're going back, right, this is a little bit weird, right, why is this nun still showing up, right, we're out doing other things, right, we've got this relationship, what's that that's in the loft? Um, you know, like there's, there was a lot of that working its way through it, and it was only, I felt like the, only the last 20 minutes where the movie was like, right, commit to the madness that it'd yeah. been teasing. But and it's not a particularly long film either. I just felt it, its pacing felt was it. off at the start. Hmm. Yeah, it, it took a while <laughs> to get going, certainly. Um, <clears throat> but at least they showed you what was in the fucking loft. Oh god, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was getting shades of Hellraiser, which yep. was getting me into it. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really pay off the same way. Um, <clears throat> it was one of those where the end was just like I'm not sure what the hell I just watched. The end's and... very abstract. Mm. Yeah, like it's like kind of lofty ideas and 
a lot of symbolism. Yeah, and you know me and symbolism. <laughs> yes, like I, I believe <laughs> it gets in the bin for you. Get in the bin. Yeah, um, we had the director there um, who explained, or not explained, but dropped a few things into the Q and A. I was like. Ah, I see where your mind was with that bit. Um, obviously, can't say because it was spoiler for some people. But yep. the, okay, that's the thing. There, yeah, there, there was sort of folk imagery and stuff like that going on. And yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's definitely got an audience, and it was. It's a well-made movie. Uh, it's yeah. a well-performed movie. Uh, just I don't. It's not a buzz movie. That's, that's all I can say. Really. Yeah, well, like I say, like when I watched it, like then and then remembering back, as soon as, as soon as I knew it was on the list, I was like, "Buzz is not going to like this." Um, but yeah, like I say, I don't think it. It didn't. I don't think memory serves. It didn't make my top twenty for the year, but mm. it, you know, it scored high for me um, mm. because of all the things that you probably didn't like. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But I didn't hate it. I didn't hate you it. You didn't hate it, so that's a good no. thing. That's a good yeah, thing. So it's go. not a like Duncan, this is stupid and fucking awful. Which is good. No. I like it. I like it when you're 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 more amenable that way. Um <laughs> Right, uh let's let's say uh, let's move on then. What uh, is this the penultimate movie? Is this the, the last one you saw in the It's the last one I saw, I say yep. we couldn't see the last one, which is a shame. Although we'll, we will stress we'll the last one right now is called Miracle Valley and was directed by Greg Sistero. Who is the dude that uh, did the room with um, our, our, our main <laughs> buddy on the room, whose name escapes me just now? I did not hurt you, Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, t- yeah, that's him. So yeah, this is the great. You're tearing dude. me apart, Duncan. <laughs> You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Um, <laughs> it's his movie, and depending on they call on... him the room survivor. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the synopsis calls him, he's, the room survivor. He's done pretty well from himself from a from a, like clearly shitty movie. Um, so much so that Danzig, Danzig's <laughs> trying to ride those coattails at the moment. Uh, mm. I was genuinely hope that you guys were going to get the new Danzig movie, and I'm kind of upset you didn't. Oh, I would have uh, loved that, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I, I really I loved hating the last one. So oh, my, like, but like if you have Danny Trejo, you have Julian Sands. Oh really? And, oh yeah, Julian Sands is a vampire in that movie, a vampire cowboy. Enough said. Well, the new one or was that the old one? No, the new one. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I barely remember the old one. It was that bad. Oh, the old one is terrible. It's like downright oh, dog shit. Um, I remember the bad French accents. Anyway, oh, dude, it was sorry. riddled with them. It was absolutely riddled with them. So that was the movie you didn't see, and I'm going to say <laughs> yeah. it doesn't sound from what I've read just from the top three reviews on IMDb like you missed much. But there was one movie I was like. I can't believe you're getting to see this. I'm so yeah. jealous. We were chatting about it in the chat beforehand, and it's Alex D. Iglesias, who I love. Like, I like unabashedly love this guy's work. I've still to watch his uh, 30 Coins HBO TV show, which everyone's raved about this year. I will get to it. I promise I'll find it. Um, but this is him back Let doing me know when movies. you do. Uh, <laughs> this is him back doing movies. I think his previous movie, to, was it El Bar was his previous movie to this? Maybe. It's the last one I saw. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, that was a great film. Oh, I loved that. Um, yes, it was. Uh, so he did uh, El Bar. He did a movie called Perfect Strangers, which I've not seen, which looks mm. like it's a comedy. Um, which most did of the stuff do, is, to be fair. Did he do Elementary? Uh, no, no, no. Was he produced. He, he produced, produced Elementary. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was involved. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he did eight episodes of a TV show called Dirty Coins. Um, which, like I say, got amazing reviews. 
And now we are on to his brand new title, which I will not say because I can't speak the lingo and I know you can. Uh, how do you pronounce well, this one? It's not Spanish. Oh, is it Italian? Well, I, I think it is because I asked Lavinia, she said, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, in Spanish, I'd pronounce it Venezia Frenia. Yeah. But if it's Italian, I presume it'd be Venezia Frenia. I, uh, yeah, that's but... how I, I was leaning towards Venezia, but... Um... It's based in Venice, so that's clearly Venezia. And then Frenia, <laughs> Frenia, I would like, I would translate as something like mania. Yeah, 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 like <laughs> frenzy. Like, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, that would tie into the Spanish and so on. But anyway, yeah. So um, Alex of the Church, yeah, yep. I do like him. Um, so this uh, this was our first. I think it was the first subtitled movie. Or it was subtitled in such a way that sitting on the front row of an almost IMAX size screen oh, no. made yeah. it really difficult to watch. He has and like, what... like very dialogue heavy movies as well. Yeah, my God, does he? <laughs> and so everyone goes, yeah, but you can understand some Spanish. Yeah, some. Some. <laughs> um, just not when somebody's hit the times 400 speed at the bottom of the DVD player. They talk so fucking fast. And the reason for that is, is your main characters. Are ba so what they've done is they've moved the Britain-Spain dynamic yeah. down a few thousand, a thousand miles. basically. Uh -huh. So <laughs> the Brits go from here to the south of Spain and they're dicks. So this is Spanish tourists going to Venice and being dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so all they want to do is get smashed and they're disrespectful to everybody. And as they arrive in port, there's always people going, no cruise liners. I mean, it's... I, I believe it is a thing in Venice that they don't want the cruise liners coming into the lake because it's fucking up the environment. Blah, well, I, blah, I, blah. I, I so believe the band them now, so... Oh, they've done that, right. Yes. So, yeah. so after, it was based COVID, on that the, like, after, after COVID stopped people going out, uh, there were reports that the the actual the, the river through Venice for the first time ever became clear. <laughs> like they could ah, actually see through it. So they've, uh, they've yeah. banned it altogether. And there's this whole thing about the city sinking and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, it's very about Venice, um, which, of course, means that the cinematography, the look, the yeah. feel, the environment. A, just think Moonraker mm -hmm. with horror. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my brain went. I was like, where's the guy in the kendo mask? Where's the fight in the China in the shop? Anyway, um, so <laughs> there's some wonderful characterizations lots of masks and glorious yeah. costumes and all that stuff like the poster makes you think you're going to get and it is great fun to a point it was pissing me off at first because i couldn't keep up with the subtitles yeah. lavinia's sitting next to me cackling away because she thought it was hilarious um <laughs> what? i can't i can't read anyway uh, they soon calmed down a bit and became easier to manage um and there's basically sort of two threads to the plot and I, it was almost a brilliant movie. Yeah. Uh, I've got to. Again, I'd love to talk about films after everybody's seen them more because <laughs> I, I would love to sort of dissect why I think that is. But the, the, there's something they should have done another way round. All right. And the way it was put together, um, I think, ruined the rhythm of the film. Got you. So, broken down into its component scenes, performances, everything else, it's. It's what we're looking for is what we expect. In terms of having my mind blown and putting it up there with all the other films that we love, it didn't quite pull it off for me. So right. it's a little disappointing in that respect. But 
just competent as shit. I mean, because <laughs> that's what he does, isn't it? Oh, the, like, um, like, whether that's the thing, like, I've never heard anyone say, like, just outright, like, slate one of these movies. I've, I've heard people say that they don't like the humour. Um, they yeah. think they sometimes can be silly, but the one thing we all, like, everyone universally agrees on is this guy can direct the fuck out of a movie. Um, oh, yes. He's like he's he's visualized just insane. Um, mm, yeah. So ah right right. And it could have and obviously me being me, um, especially given the the plot of the story and yeah. and what it felt like that there, there was it it won't spoil anything but there, there's there's sort of a, a spiritual hint of hostile going on initially quite early on. Yeah. That's where your brain goes, mm-hmm. and it then doesn't go as far as hostile, <laughs> and of course. I'm like this film could have been way more visceral than it is. Yeah. Um, for the horror fans, but what he's done is it will bring it to a much larger audience. So I get it, but I'm like the horror fan in me is like you, you bottled it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could have horror. done so much more, um, but a, a couple of the set pieces are just fucking brilliant. So um, yeah. Cool. Not, not wholly blown away, but not really disappointed either. Just yeah. So uh, you coulda, you coulda. So for me, it's a four star that one. Right, right. Um, and like we say, like you skipped out in the last movie. To be honest, it sounded like you skipped out at the right time. Um, Boz, uh, thank you very much for for partaking in a catch up with me. This will not be the last time you're under the stairs before the end of the year because I'll bring you back for something. That's what I do. Maybe. We said at the end of the last one, there was a thing we said we'd review together and neither of us have come back and checked what that was because I still can't remember. I can't remember what it is. Um, <laughs> Somebody tell us. <laughs> yeah, someone someone who's diligent, because there are diligent people out there that have better memories than us two old fucks. Uh, please, please drop us a line and let us know what it was that we were supposed to do. Um, but yeah, blow by blow something and tear it apart piece by piece. And yeah, something I can't liked. remember what it was. It's going to annoy me now. Uh, but yeah, yeah like <laughs> you, you will be back under the stairs before the year is out. But you're a busy guy doing lots of stuff. Uh, let people out there know what you are up to, where they can check out your stuff online. <laughs> Most of my stuff online is now visual. Um, you're, you're, <laughs> so, you're rolling TikTok at the moment. Pimp your TikTok. Uh, really? TikTok? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, on there, it's, I'm a, it's a creative medium. Anything that okay, you're putting time into, you pimp. I was like, look, I'm a 44-year-old man. I'm not fucking touching TikTok. All right. <laughs> and then I started playing around with lightsabers as a hobby. Yep. And then I found out just how creative you can be on TikTok. And this whole taking someone else's sound and putting a video to it mm-hmm. i've seen that the girl who runs our social media at silver sabers has some brilliant ideas and i saw it every time you see her she's doing something mad with a hat on in a corner upside down and like can you just hold melissa by her legs and dangle her upside down for a couple of seconds <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> and then three four weeks later this funny video drops you're like oh that's what you were doing mm. so yeah i'm that guy now yeah um <laughs> Messing around with lightsabers, doing stupid shit, and yeah, dressing up. Uh, so if you want to look at that, it's Cart Bosman, which is Cartman from South Park with Boz dropped in the middle. Nice. Which, when everyone used to have an online avatars, that was naturally where I went. Um, <laughs> and if you're on Instagram, it's Bozymandias, like go. King of Kings, but with a B. Um, yeah. And if you want podcast content, I still do Hit the Map podcast, which is on YouTube, allegedly a fitness podcast. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> right 
Here we go. Well, there we are, ladies and gents. Please go support Boss. He will be back. He will be back. We'll be talking about something before the year is out. I'm going to take my final break of this episode, though. When I come back, I will be closing out the show, and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been bonus episode 382. This was a recap of Fright Fest Halloween edition with my good buddy Boz. Um, Hopefully he is now on the upswing, uh, very much like I am now, riddled with the cold. He was that way when we recorded. And that's what happens when you burn the candle at both ends, ladies and gents. The, I mean, where do we go from here? I mean, we go into another week of horror podcasting, kicking off with Dexter, episode three of The New Blood coming tomorrow there's a multitude of ways though to check out the show and make sure you don't miss that episode wherever you're listening to us right now hit subscribe that way you get access to all the shows we've recorded before and access to every show i release after and while you're subscribing to things and listening to things check out the teapots collective which is the sister feed to this it contains shows like Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty, Where to Begin With, and Chronicle. Subscribing both to Podcasts Under the Stairs and Teapots Collective is the best way to support what I do under the stairs. Alternatively, you can jump across and do it on our website, teapotscast.com. Links to all the shows are there, as well as a link to the delectable Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts, a booze-based banter entertainment podcast, Featuring myself, The Baz, and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. On Friday, we returned after a three-month hiatus on that show. So that episode is live for you to go and check out right now. Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts exclusively available on teapotscast.com. The podcast, Under the Stairs, can be found on Facebook if you want to interact with me over there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. For the Teapots Collective, it is just simply facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. And, ladies and gents, if you want to take part in that mucky group that is the Jaws is Shite group, that is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. Um, if you don't like Facebook, and that is completely understandable, but you do like the Instagrams and you do like the Twitters, the twin prongs of social media sexiness, then you can interact with myself and the Baz over there at teapotscast for both. The podcast Under the Stairs returns tomorrow with the third episode of The New Blood, the brand new season of Dexter. Until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.